All right, boom, it's all you then. Welcome to Stoppage Time TV. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Stoppage Time TV. Today I'll be taking over the, the hosting. Um, we've got myself, as usual, Culture Cams. We've got Maze. We've got Fuad. Very happy Fuad today. And we got we we got someone that's come on the show through anger. He's only here for anger. He, he, he got a fuming Chelsea fan. He's, he said that he's not happy with the way we're representing Chelsea on this no, podcast. So he's here to represent himself, Tyson Brown. How are you, I'm good, bro. Cams, I'm here to school. Yeah, he's here to school. So as you, as normal, make sure you're following. Following the YouTube, following the Instagram, Stoppage Time TV, all that good stuff, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So, let's get straight into it. Chelsea, who wants to take the floor? Who wants to take the floor? Talk to me about this weekend. D Brown, you're our guest, man. You're in our our den. Flo. All right. Fair enough, bro. What do you want to know? So, talk to me first. I know you've got a lot of things that you want to talk about. But about the whole season, but let's start. Let's talk about the Sheffield game first, man. What's your take on the Sheffield game? The Sheffield game was beyond poor. But the only reason I'm not even going to blame the players is because they don't pick themselves. When you see the way Sheffield play and you see the way they're set up, why would you play Tammy, who we know his strengths are not bringing people into the game, not holding it up, and you know Sheffield play with three centre-backs? What is he going to do in that system? So where everyone's looking at him and dissing him, I can't say nothing to him because everybody knows he never had a chance playing in that system. But, boy, in terms of the game, I think the selection was wrong from the start anyway. What would you have changed other than, other than Tammy? Obviously, I know you wouldn't have started Tammy, but what else in that lineup would you have changed? I would, me, I wouldn't have started Barkley. I would have started Kovacic. He's more pressure resistant. He plays nicely with Jorginho. If you don't remember the start of the season, when they were playing together, everybody was going mad. Mad rave reviews. Because them two together are very pressure resistant. We know that Sheffield are going to press us. So I would have definitely started um, Kovacic over Barkley. Because more time people are getting gassed off these Barkley stats. They're kind of cup stats. All the stuff you've been doing good is in the cup games. I wouldn't have started him. I wouldn't have started Tammy. And I wouldn't have started Christensen. Christensen, boy, I don't want to get started, but I would have started Rudiger and I would have started Zuma. I wouldn't have started. You think it's solely, you think it's solely, um, you think it's solely a, a selection issue, or no, you can't blame no players, nothing. No, players. no obviously, obviously, you can put individual faults, but this is why I'm not going to blame the players. I don't want people to think that I think the players done well, they done poor. But mm. as a manager, your job is to put players in a position to succeed. Am I right or wrong? Mm. We know Christensen is a very weak defender. You can't put him up against certain players. We know Tammy is a very weak striker. You can't put him up against these old school, like strong centre backs. You need them soft. Oh, like, on them, man, you know. Yeah, put, put him up <laughs> against them defenders. The stones and that. Put him <laughs> against the weaklings. He he can you can do a thing against them, man. But them man, I want to be behind you and not let you turn nothing. They're gonna be tight on. You can't play Tammy. You can't play Barkley. He's not, like he's a he's is a sideways, backwards passing attacking midfielder. That blows my mind, bro. Like <laughs> that is crazy. Kovacic isn't the best forward passer. I'm not gonna cap. But Jorginho is a good forward passer, and Kovacic is pressure resistant. So I would have played him. That's what. I, they're the changes that I would have made. I think that that would have made a way bigger difference in the game. So, so I know. So you, I hear that, and I know you come onto the show because specifically you're not happy with the way Chelsea are being represented, and we yeah, only yeah. have one Chelsea representative, and that's yeah. Maze. So chat to Maze, you man. Let me hear what you got to say about Chelsea because this is something that's been in the pipe for for quite a while. In house, I, I, I say to Maze. Can I say something to Maze? This is why I'm not happy with the way you're representing Chelsea. My brother, I don't even know what your opinions are. What the hell? What are you telling me? Man, sit in the water, you know. Bro, about what? You. What do you want to hear specifically? One week is Frank has got, he's unlocked it, he solved the problems. Then the next week, you just change it. Then the next week, it changes. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you sit. <laughs> where like- do you sit with this team, bro? 
We're Tammy still Remember you said that? He deserves to get his money. Mm, I don't know. I remember. That's not what I, I said, though. If we're mm. going to be real, that's not what I said. Let's not, let's not cap. He achieved his target, let's not cap. Let's not cap. I said he could say that if, if he's asking for more money, that's probably his argument. Let's not cap. What do you want to know? What's my, what's my stand up? What's my stance on, on Chelsea? Yeah? Uh, uh, hold on. This is what I want to hear. Yeah, let me make it clear. I want to know what your stance is on the squad, the players in the squad, who needs to move on, who needs to stay. Yeah. I want to know your stance on the manager, overall season. And put it in context, obviously, we don't want to get too gassed because of one bad result. No, no. We need to stop saying one bad result. We've had two bad results in the last four games. Twelve league games this season. Yeah. I want to get. I want to hear your stance on the manager, and I want to hear your stance on where do we go moving forward. Calm. So the first one, the team and the manager lacks consistency. That's, the, that's probably the best way to sum it up. So when we came back, I said Leicester are going to capitulate, but we have to keep catching them up. The first game to do that, what happens? We lose, we get we let um, Antonio score goals. Palace game, we nearly fluffed in the last minute. And then this game now, you lose 3-0 to teams you shouldn't be losing 3-0 to. So it's like, when it's time to switch on and do stuff, we're not consistent enough. And this has happened over and over again. We've lost the Bournemouth home and away. It's not been consistent. Okay. But when it's time to play um, Man City now, we'll win 2-1. So the consistency isn't there. But that is the manager and the players. So even if you look at the game... That game, I hear what you're saying about personnel, but even personnel are not people, basic things, basic tracking of men, basic winning challenges we didn't do. We, and we gave them a 3-0, a quick 3-0 dub. So that's where I stand with the team. In terms of, what was other bit? Lampard in terms of the whole season? Yeah, where do you stand with Lampard? Because T. Brown is very much anti... Right now, it sounds like he's very much not feeling... No, no, I'm not put words in my mouth, bro. Right, you're not feeling what Lampard is currently doing. <laughs> You're not feeling don't what Lampard do it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what what I'm trying to do. Because no, it sounds with, like anti Lampard and pro Lampard in this chat. No, I'm not with, anti Lampard. I'm just I'm anti the people who don't hold Lampard accountable. It's like, right. it's like right. Lampard can make mistakes and then we always run back to the excuse of he never had a window, he's playing with the kids. But I hear all that for the start of the season. I'm not hearing that when you got four games left. You're third, you got your one point ahead. No, 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 no. The expectations have changed now. You yeah. must make top four. And the decisions he's making are costing us the chance of making top four. Mm. With the, the Lampard thing, I, hear that. I said it in my, my video yesterday. The, the massive thing you've got is when you get into a position where you just need to see it out now, you've basically got four cup finals. You have to do everything to win those games. You win those games, you got top four. Simple, right? You, you play your best players. I don't care if your players are half fit and whatnot. This is what you signed up for. And it's similar to when we faced you, man, at um, Spurs, when against United, we brought Giroud on and brought the game back. And it's like, Giroud's got to start against Spurs next game. We did, he won. Like, you get me? Like, certain things, even if Giroud's feeling a bit tired and whatnot, you've got to start him. Like, it just gives you a, a little bit of a lift. And like, with the Tammy thing, like, we've been over and whatnot, it's clear to see that that patch that Tammy went through was a purple patch. He, he got gone in the last game, but I don't think that he's going to find that form that got him 14 goals or whatever it was. So you're starting someone and automatically, if we go 1-0 down, we don't have confidence that we're going to get goals back. So again, in terms of that, that is the wrong decision to make at this point of the season. You literally need to win. Win your games and we're, we're clear. We're actually in the clear. You need to make the right decisions. Um, with the defensive one, it's something that bothers me because what people say is... Um, yeah, um, the, the players and whatnot, the players um, are the players. Like you said, you, you don't pick the players, right? But at the end of the day, I expect basics. I expect by the time we get towards the end of the season, we get a little better on marking set pieces. No, Even but, if it's a fractional better that luck. Down to, that down to, that's oh. down to, that's down to, we weren't bad this, this, this. No, no, no. It's not like your players can be bad, right? But if you've got bad players, there's certain things that you can put into place, right? And for me, it's, it's worrying. The only thing that changed in our defence from this year to last year is that Zuma came in, Louise went out. We've conceded 10 more goals than the whole of last season. We've conceded the most goals in the, the top 10. Like, there's something the fundamentally... Yeah. Hard, there's something fundamentally wrong there. And you can't just say... Don't get me wrong. Like, the defend. If you look at the defenders, like, Rudiger came on, he made a mistake. But 
beyond that, man, if if you know that your defenders are that bad, you've got to put something. You haven't even had a consistent pairing throughout the year. It's just no, it's been changing all the time. It's been changing all the time, and again, that comes back to consistency. That's Lampard's decision. To consistency, yeah. So and again, like, go on, go on. Interject about that. That is where I wanted to go to next. Do you not feel that Lampard is just a very reactive manager? Because I'm willing to bet all my life savings will play three at the back next game. (laughs) That's all he does. Like, if you play good when he subs you on, you're automatically starting the next game. Then you play crap, whoever he subbed you on for that person, he will start the next game. Like, I don't feel like he has a plan. He's he's reactive. Like, he only reacts. He, He... like, I've never seen us losing the game and think to myself, hmm, is Lamp going to do something with the shape? Is he going to play two up top? Is he going to make, like, as bad as Tammy is, okay, now we have a focal point, bring Giroud on. Why is he not keeping Tammy on so we have two strikers, we can go along, one can go in behind and one can come short? He doesn't do, he, or everything he does is straightforward, basic. He does the basic... Cheers, on that one. T-Brown, T-Brown, T-Brown. You see on that one, in the last, in the last, oh, there's, who's Echo is that? In the last few games, like what's been happening is no, no, it's cool now. What's been happening is Lampard, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, Lampard has received during the season anyway, he's received praise when he's made substitutions that have worked, right? Is that fair to say? People have come on, they've been a bit of impact and whatnot. He's Didn't been he do that, that midweek when he brought on yeah. Jorginho yeah. and um he's, is it been, is it fair to say he's been praised for that? Yeah, and off the back of that, he's then tried to start these guys to say that you know what you've done the right thing. I'm starting you. I don't think it's because he doesn't know what he's doing. I think it comes back to what you said. The quality is probably not there because if you had that sublime quality that you think you have, you'd always start your strongest. And even if someone came and whatnot, you'd give your players the benefit of doubt. What I will agree on you though is the centre back partnership. Even if you've got rubbish centre backs, you should know to a certain degree that you know what. Okay, these are the best ones up, up and this can function. It's clear that he thinks that Christensen is his ball-playing centre-back. Um, before, it seemed like Zuma was, was his... <laughs> no, this, that's, this is from what I see. I think he thought Christensen was... Um, Zuma was his aerial one. Rüdiger came in. Rüdiger started making this, um, mistakes. Hey, so they thought Zuma was back after one tackle. And then Zuma started making the same mistakes. He started making the same mistakes. Yeah, I've things are going to change. When, when Rüdiger's injured... This is what fans love to do. We got injured players. I remember when Rudiger's injured, you were like, mm. oh, things are going to be tight up. I did, bro, because that's our, that's our big centre-back. That's our big centre-back, bro. And that's like, for goal. context, imagine any team having their main, their main centre-back being injured. I thought when he comes back, it's going to be different. Clearly not. The guy like loves making a mistake. And that's what? Three mistakes in two games. Go on, bro. All right, so... One of the questions, so I've got two questions. One of the questions that we received was, has Lampard improved any of the players that are at Chelsea? No. Is there any player that's improved under Lampard? Mm. Since Coaching, Chelsea? they always say, yeah. Coaching. What's that to you, no. I wouldn't Lampard say that. Lampard has improved one single player in the squad. People will say Kovacic, but won't understand. Players need, uh, need time to adjust to a league. I think Kovacic is playing better now because he adjusted to the league. Could you give him credit? Could you give him credit for Pulisic? Could you give him credit for Pulisic? Willian is also having his best season. No, but again, the William one... No, no, I hear you. But like, this is why all of this talk... Actually, go on. One person talk, go on. Really, because having his best season, to reply to Fua, he's having his best season because he's on penalties. (laughs) Take the penalties away. William, William, William. having his best season because he's on penalties. Listen, I don't rate Willian, so... This isn't Willian. Let's No, in terms of goal return, nine, nine goals is his biggest If you follow Bundesliga, you knew Pulisic. Like, he was always this player. I'm not surprised by what he's doing. Every single player mm. that he's playing, I'm That's not surprised cool. by what they're doing. Lampard... Fair, was Let me just say something. Lampard was the same person playing Kante as an eight. He was drowning all season. But boy, when Sari did that, we were trying to kill him. When he was playing Jorginho, the deepest one, Lampard did it all season, was killing him. Now he's finally realised, I've got to play him as the six. Lampard's made a lot of bad decisions, bro. With team selection, I think it's his weakness. He makes bad, bad selections. With Ken, I wouldn't... Go on, come. Pulisic, his, his numbers are a lot better than they were already in La Liga, in, in, than in Bundesliga. And he's, he's doubled his tally. Games and stuff, so... 
maybe you can say Pulisic, but I'll let you go, Maze. Listen, Pulisic is one, whether we like or not, like I know we're going to laugh at Tammy, but Tammy came in and he scored our most goals. Like, like at the end of the day, you can't take that away from him. He's won the highest percentage of points for us. You can't so you take it away from him. Tammy's got work throughout the season, so that means that he's not improved. I'm talking about his level. The last time he was in the Premier League, he didn't do this. He last time he was in the Premier League, he didn't do this. So I can say I've seen an improvement in him. For a better team. If you pay for relegation, I don't think it's just that, bro, man. In terms of the stuff he was doing, like uh, again, it might have been a purple patch, but you got to give that to him. Like a lot of people, is. I won't say I, I don't mind people saying that like, he's not got the quality. That, but at the end of the day, that like, you can't take away what he did. Like at the end of the day, he was. What did he do? Bro, he put the numbers up. <laughs> he actually put the numbers up initially. This is a blank statement. He was doing stuff. I just want to know what he did because I, I've I've seen Tammy score. I think maybe two good goals all season. One was at Wolves where he stood man up and gave him the boop boop and went round and scored. Boop, boop. That was a good goal. And yeah. the one against Arsenal when he spun and, and, and put it through my man's legs, I think that was a good goal. So what, because of quality of goal, we're, we're going to discredit what... I'm talking about quality of player. I don't want to bash him. Okay, fair. No, but that's, that's what I'm saying. In terms of but if you want to undermine his quality, it's fine, but... him as an improved player because I don't think he's better than what he was doing in the championship last year. I think he, I think if anything, while the season's been going on, he's actually got worse. I feel like now, Tammy hides in games. He's scared to get the ball. You know what? With Tammy, I think, personally, with Tammy, I think he's, he's definitely hearing all the social media noise. I think that's got to him. I think his confidence... The, what, the racial abuse as well, yeah? Well, I don't know about the racial abuse, but in terms of people saying... Really- He's not good and all that. I think that's definitely gone to him. And listen, from a from my sources, them Chelsea boys, they look at their social media too much. That's all I'm gonna say. And I know this. So them man, they look at their social media. They care about it. I know it. I know this. So and then when you look at it as well, I just think um, I just think what it is as well. It's just that he's just doing what he normally does. I don't know if Lampard nearly has really improved him. I'll just say that he's just doing what what he he normally does do you know what i'm trying to say and i liken it to you know um lingard with jose he went on a little patch and then everyone was like oh jose's improved lingard and it's like hold on it was like eight nine games then all of a sudden we no i don't know i think that one that's fair that's subject to opinion but again i feel like in terms of coming in age and whatnot he's done more in terms of mason mount as well again like in terms of what he's done he's played every single game for us again yeah you might not see the quality but i feel like as a player as a senior player he's improved as well he's got more about himself when he's dropped deeper he's been a bit better for us as well so i think in terms of those two tell me what he does then like what i hear what you're saying but to me it sounds very vague can you tell what, me in terms of what Lampard does to improve them? What exactly are you asking? I want to know how Mount has improved because, like, sometimes I feel like managers get too much praise. We say they improve someone where somebody's a year older, they got more experience. Like, so with the, let me tell you about one with the Mount one. Traditionally, he's been one of those guys that affects the game statistically, like goals and assists. This season, he's been more than that. He's been utilized, he's done legwork, he's been uh, he hasn't affected anything with goals and assists. I, I can't remember the last time he's scored. And I can't no, remember the last time I just said got- that he's not just about goals and assists anymore. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that he, that's not just his whole game. He's, he's he, not had about where, he had that patch where he was he did the goals and whatnot. Then after that, he started doing more in terms of when we needed to play him deep, he offered more there. When we needed him to be that kind of option on the flank because Alonso was doing madness and press forward and whatnot, he did more. I think his game has adapted and Lampard's helped him with that personally anyway. That's that's my I think- Maybe I think I'm getting it twisted because of your wording. You're saying he's doing more. To me, doing more, it means you're still scoring and assisting and then you're doing the other stuff on top. He's stopped scoring and assisting. No, and no, no, no. When I say doing more in terms of, again, like when I said Mason Mount before, his role, if you looked at his traditional role in the Lampard team, was just purely statistically affect games. Like he was playing in this role where he would, he would kind of get like little creeping goals with cutbacks or he would just kind of get found a pass assist. In the Premier League, he started kind of affecting that. And it was like, listen, it's a little bit inconsistent. Took him outside and said, you know what? You can offer me more. And I feel like Lampard's allowed him to grow in those positions, in that person. All right, fair, fair enough. So only two players that you reckon? I think the standard of our players not being great. Our defence has not improved. No one's in that defence has improved. 
um, Kepa has been <laughs> Kepa. And my final pitch is one, but I mean, again, like Pete Mandem said, it's debatable because they feel like Kovacic is that level of player. So, boy, I feel like we've been operating at, and it's not just this season. I think the last two seasons, we've just been operating this level where it's kind of like we're just there. It's not Chelsea, what Chelsea used to be. Like a 3 0 loss to Sheffield before would have been like Armageddon. 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 But if you look at last season, we had a 4 0 defeat. So this is not nothing. This is nothing new. Like it's it, this is what Chelsea are slowly becoming, and they need to break it. Because at the end of the day, that's not acceptable. Three 0 to Sheffield is not acceptable. T-Bank, sorry, there was another question you asked. You said Lampard. You said um, I forgot the other two, bro. You said Lampard. You said the players. You had one more. Yeah, it was the players. But the last question is: Who do you think should be here next season? Who should be gone? What players should be out of that squad next year? If we're being totally honest about Chelsea, almost all those players should be up in terms of the quality we're used to. But that's not going to happen. That's not really that's, no, but that's what I'm saying. That's unrealistic. So let's deep it. Ziyech is coming in. Werner's coming in. Havertz might be coming in. Um, so what does that mean? Will, um, I, I would like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against William staying. I think we need experience. We lack experience big time. I wouldn't be against him staying. I would keep William. If we could keep him to a, a decent deal, not something extortion, I would keep him. He it's, wants three years, isn't it? He wants three years. I think that's a bit too much because we're not going to get any value out of him. Like, what's three years going to do? But, but to be fair, top clubs don't usually get value out of players because top clubs aren't selling clubs. So, but I'm at not the same time, like, why, why are we just holding on to him for, for three years? I don't think we need him for three years. I think we need. I, him for I agree with you in terms of like holding for three. I feel after the second, after two years from now, I think William will be needy. But I feel like Chelsea are getting into this phase where we're just too focused on young players and no experience because one of the big issues in our team... We lack experience. I generally don't think we have a leader. We have no leaders. We, we actually have... I don't feel that we have any men. We've got boys. We've got hella boys on our team. And, um, it, and again, this 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 is shown for a while. Even if you look at last season with the whole Kepa situation and whatnot. I remember when we spoke and it was like, hold on, even the captains on the pitch, Luis and Azbequera, I wasn't convinced by the handling of that. So that's nothing new. If you look at the leaders we had before, Ashley Cole, Drogba, Peter Cech, Lampard, like Terry, like if this is, that's what we're used to. So, boy, like, again, is that's why... Asby like, a nice little fix at left-back as well? Sorry, what, Asby? Yeah. Asby at left-back. That's, again, that is a... Um, Put it this way, right? If if we had a decent left back, as because Reece James right now gets to play wouldn't be playing. Role, yeah. But Reece James wouldn't be playing because again, like youth players go through dips and whatnot. But he wouldn't be playing. As would be playing right back, and then you'd have your left back. But our left backs are have shown that they're not of level. So it's like, okay, you know what? I have to keep playing this guy even though he's not in his best moment, and I've got to put yeah. my captain left back. So we need experience. Like all of the experienced heads, will, I, I would like to keep in terms of. Kepa, like I've said it, I just, I don't see this upturn that De Gea had. I don't see the basic qualities in the goalkeeper that, that make me say, you know what, okay, this guy's a pair of safe hands. He did well with the save on the weekend, but in general, I just, I just don't see it. And I've, I've tried to go back and look at it properly. I just don't see that making of a, of a goalkeeper that's going to give a, a backline confidence. Speaking of the backline in front of him, um, Rudiger is not, He's not an A centre back and he's proven not to be a B minor centre back at the moment, man. Like, even if we were to get an A centre back, would I trust Rudiger next to him? Probably not. Christensen next to the A centre back? Probably not. But we. I, could... With Rudiger, I think with Rudiger, I think Rudiger is one of them, man. He's like Joe Matic. Joe Matic before um, Van Dyke came, bro, he was banter. Everyone was bantering him. As soon as. He was decent, v- man. He wasn't that bad. Brother, I thought he was banter, innit? Maybe I. Maybe it was just me and my mates. We, we thought he was banter. Right, up in HMP. Bro, <laughs> but I feel like with Rudiger, if he had a, a proper strong defender next to him, he wouldn't be making half. Let me league. let me pause you here though, bro, because this is the thing, and we keep saying it, we keep addressing it on this platform, especially the standard of defending and the standard of defenders is not what it was. Prime mm-hmm. example: Harry Maguire yeah, has come in. And United get clean sheets. People still look at Maguire and say, you know what? I don't think Maguire is great. That's a prime example of it. Like your your A centre back, people are still looking at it saying, you know what? I'm not really like hung up on him. So even if we got 
this centre-back, I don't know who in the world market you're thinking of, next to Rudiger, how are you so sure that Rudiger is suddenly going to improve? There's not a Van Dijk out there. No, good point. So that at the end of the day, like I hear what you're saying, but in the same in the same reign, like if you were to sell Rudiger, who are you gonna get in? <laughs> uh, are you gonna trust two young centre backs at the heart of Chelsea? That goes against the whole experience thing you were saying. So it's it's difficult in that regard. But um, who else is there? Barkley's a weird one. Again, I I don't like the way Barkley plays football. He affects the game statistically after doing nonsense for sixty minutes. He affects the game statistics. Huh? Yeah. <sighs> Like literally, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally, like he, like he'll get a goal and assist, but the performance would tell you otherwise. It's like okay, like a lot of people look at it and be like, oh, that's amazing. No, the way he plays probably put you in danger. Um, Jorginho's head doesn't look like he's there, and I don't think he suits this brand of football as well. With Lampard, in his brand of football, the what we play exactly for him. If anything, I don't think so. No, no, no. Do you let me tell you why with the junior? I don't think so. With Lampard, everything is a very like. With Jorginho, Jorginho will literally stop the ball, recycle, stop the ball, recycle. With, with Lampard, it's kind of like the ball needs to be progressing, like just get it through. And with Jorginho, he's the way he, he likes to orchestrate everything himself. So even if he's not got the ball, he's saying, OK, this one, do that. Move. I don't think Lampard likes that. And probably that's why he hasn't been starting as many games. With Kante, you know Kante is just going to get the ball and just move it forward. Like he's just going to move it forward to anything he sees. Jorginho is a bit more kind of tidy, calculated. And in doing that, it good slows enough. down everything on what like yeah, it's not good enough. Huh? Not defensively good enough. You lot are like he's like a hologram on the pitch when he's, he's <laughs> a free run. It's a free run. But even and again with with uh, players like Jorginho, is it fair to say that when you've got players like that, you 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 play to to them as opposed to putting them into a system like with Jorginho, you probably put two men around him that will probably do the running for him. Is that fair to say? That's so, good. Like, I don't, I don't listen, see yeah, Lampard going, going to do says that. the best DM and Barca don't revolve around him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Jorginho ain't point. that special to have a whole team revolved around him. That's I a don't know point. what gave people this idea that Jorginho is his be-all and end-all oracle. Nah. No, that's a strong point. But again, you've got to look at where he's played before and how that worked. One if system. With at one... Napoli, where they won nothing. That's one true, method. but how did it happen? <laughs> what did they play? You've got to look at it like that. If you look at it in terms of the manager that wants him as well, what did that manager want him for specifically? Like, he's one of them guys that it's, it's fair to call him a key cog. Like, people seem to just put in and then make bits work around that. So that's, that's him. That's the way he plays. That's the way managers use him. So, boy, mm. I wouldn't sell Kante. I think Kante is still... I, I'm against selling world-class players. Like, and, I, and I get why you would sell him. I get why you would sell him, but I, I just feel like it, it's... it's it's a premature move. I think he still has value to add to Chelsea. Is, is, that, all, is that all the people you would want out of the club? So who have I said? I've said Kepa. I've said Rudiger, but who are you going to bring in? Um, Barkley. I think it'll be good for um, Loftus-Cheek and Cho to go on loans. I don't see them getting game time next year if we're getting signed. We're well, sending 24-year-olds out on loan. Listen, what we... Is that what we're doing now? Realistically, what are we what are we gonna if he comes back and he's match fit, he can compete. But if you're coming back from a long injury, you need game time constantly. I uh, listen, with I the got club that Chelsea, Chelsea are with the club Someone, that Chelsea are, like how how are you realistically gonna if we were giving him that sort of game time, I'd be like, Hold on, we're just doing this because he's come from the academy. Like, do you get me? Like that's that's not normal. It's not normal that someone gets kind of this preferential treatment that it's like, you know what, we're going to ease you in unless you're a certified starter where it's like you're a guy, guy. So I think for their development, well, with Loftus-Cheek's nerve and development, let's go and prove yourself, man. It's literally like, I think he started 30 games in his career. Got to sell it. And half of them are, we're at Loftus, we're at um, uh, Palace. Palace. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I was saying like, as, as two Chelsea fans, like, someone was in our comments last week saying at the back end of last season he was the best player after Hazard. <laughs> like but I, I addressed it so this guy that was coming I'll tell him in it because he's, he's, a, he's a proper fan the way I addressed it was Cam with Lingard right Lingard finally got that sort of was it 24 where he kind of hit the ground running for United eventually finally and then what happened to Lingard after that that's a that's a red sign. That's like there's certain things that are red signs. That don't get me wrong. Like okay, you've had injuries and whatnot, but like I always say, like ability is one thing, but you need to make sure with all of this so-called ability, 
we have to see something that people go, wow, you know what? You've got to be playing. Let's, let's bring it back to, to younger players. Yeah, let's bring it back to younger players. Someone like randomly Phil Foden. Phil Foden's not getting any game time really, but anytime he touches the pitch, my word, you're like, you know what? He should be playing games. I can, people start having discussions about, you know what? He, he could be the real deal here. That is the sort of performance and, and ability meets application. You've got to be showing if, yeah. if, if you're going to be this sort of elusive thing that we don't see. And at the end of the day, you're 24. It's like a lot of other men would at this point have left to go and get the game time. He left originally cool. But if, if you can't prove that you can start week and week out with this ability, it looks a bit mad. That's, that's the honest truth, mate. It looks a bit mad. Like Lingard's thing, he came in, oh, he's this guy that's got great movement. Okay, cool. Three years there, what happens? He's what? He's, he's chilling there. And, and that's where we are with Loftus-Cheek now, bro. Well, this is... on Loftus, though. The only thing with Loftus, I'll say, is this year. He's massively overrated by our fan base. He's, he's nowhere near as good as people think he is. Like, the thing, the only leeway I'll give him is, I don't think he should go on loan. I think he should stay. He's been injured for, what, 12 months, whatever it was. I feel like, next season is make or break. If you don't force yourself into the team and we don't see the value you bring is either being a squad player or being in the first 11, mate, get the mm. first trip out of that yeah, club. levels like that, man. Do you reckon yeah. so what, FA, what cut games? In 12 months injured, I hear you, from what I've seen of him up to now, he ain't showed me levels. But I don't want to jump to the gun too quick when a man's been injured for 12, 12 months, you know what I mean? you got to give him a chance how about, the, how about the Cho one? Would you say Cho should go on loan? I think Hudson O'Day should go out alone. Who's paying no. them loan wages? Hold on. We have to subsidise them, boy. <laughs> we have to subsidise that, boy. I think, I think he should go. The reason why I think Hudson O'Day should go is on top of the injury, on top of like, I think he's lost a lot of confidence being at Chelsea and he ain't going to play. So I feel like if he stays next year, what is the point in keeping him there? His development, he's not going to develop, do you know what I mean? I feel like he should go out on loan, be like a big player in a team, regain his confidence, like just get games. I think at his age and for everything around him, surrounding him, the best option for him is get games. At Chelsea, I don't think he's ready yet to fight, to start. I don't think, I don't see him starting next year. Hey, T-Brown. Like he won't play. T-Brown, hear me on this one though, yeah. Again, like, with the Loftus Cheek thing, that because obviously when we look at his age, he's twenty four and whatnot. That's a the man that, but he he hasn't played many games himself. That's why I'm saying the loan team. He hasn't played that much football. Ah, uh, but twenty four loan, you got to just leave the club for, for, for good. No, nah, okay, I hear, I hear you, but that's that's why I say You're the loan team. He hasn't played much football. Certified in the team, like for me, I got a lot of people that I want to see out of Chelsea next year. Kepa, I know the chance of us getting him out are low, so I'm not even going to bring him up. Either. M- Alonso or Emerson, one of them. Oh, no, both of them have to go. So I forgot. Both them have to go. Christian, so I, I don't know how you didn't mention this guy. He ha- He's at the fucking... Where are you from? Like, we're from Denmark, like the Danish John Storms. Fraud. That guy, he's got a goal. Now, he's, how many of the centre-backs do you get rid of? Because how many do we get in? That's what I'm saying. Like, with them, I don't even... If, if no, you had an option, you get rid of all of them. But how, how many... many I want Christensen gone. Yeah. And I think... Tomori needs to go on loan. I don't think Tomori is good enough. No, no, no. I, the, I, you know, I can't blame Tomori. Tomori played a handful of games and been injured. We haven't seen him since. It's the rest no, of them. He's uh, chasing Love Island babies, bro. <laughs> Tomori, I just see... I see Focus. I, see, I don't see... I don't think he's good enough. I don't think... He, I don't think he'll ever be good enough. I think he should go on loan. In midfield, Barkley, get out of this club. A Sizak. He's got a goal. Gone. On the wing, like I said already, I, I think Cho should go on loan. And... Personally, I think Tammy needs to go like on loan, brother. Go on loan or just permanent deal. Most likely permanent. I never see him being Chelsea level. I honestly think he's a he's a bottom six club in the Premier League level <laughs> level player. Well, Bournemouth should have stayed at Villa. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We've spoken Chelsea enough. We've spoken. We've done thirty minutes on Chelsea. So, hey, yo, T Brizzle. Good lord. Hey, T Brizzle. In a North Always London gone. derby. Hey, before I go, before I go, Fuad, big up with the North London. I told you, man, job gonna get the job done. Cam's fuming. That's enough for me. Hey, T Bizzle, bang your doors, yeah. Jose, wait. Fam, I got my painting in my cell. Hey, TV, bang your doors. <laughs> we'll send you money for canteen, yeah. Hey, man, do your thing. Hey, in a bit. Let's. Nice. Dave.
Man, then what you say? North London thing, yeah? Be breezy. Yeah. All right, cool. Before we go into North London thing, what we have to do that. We have to respect the mandem that 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 kind of defend their name. You get me, like, because I can't lie, the way everything was looking for Spurs, it was looking a bit mad. But the mandem respected their name in it. Like, I have hey, to respect yeah. it. Talk to me, yo. I'm not even gonna interrupt you. Just flow, bro. Poetry. It's not even an interruption thing, bro. It was for once I actually left the game feeling more positive than negative for the first time in a long time. That's how mad it's got at Spurs. Like going into this game, I said in my video, like two polar opposites like you've got Arsenal who everybody's giving credit to saying yo they're playing the right football got managers doing passing patterns you know youngsters coming through Aubameyang you know top goal scorer alright cool we're, we're struggling to create chances struggling for wins struggling for goals you know everybody's saying Jose ain't the right fit or whatever but I feel like these are the type of games I feel like Jose is built for almost and mm-hmm. kind of saw that and for me the tactical setup for me surprised on both ends 4-4-2 yeah the 4-4-2 we kind of went with and even Arsenal going with a back five I thought having just seen us kind of struggle to create chances against Bournemouth I didn't think they would set up that deep but then again defensively they're not that great and that was kind of yeah. show I think I don't think you can even look back in history for any North London derby as well without there being well any mistakes <laughs> bro it is. This is why I say, for me personally, it's the best and the most entertaining derby. There's bound to be something that happens. A major talk point. Hey, but on, and, you see, on today's one, we have to be honest. Like, for the neutral, mm-hmm. it started off sick and then it got it. The game it fizzled really, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. again, but I that's, expect that's that with Jose. Hundred percent. I was going to say that played right into Jose's hands. Like, yeah. once it went one-one, he just wanted to see it out to the last twenty sort of thirty minutes, yeah, and then yeah. try and see if he can get a sucker punch. And that's exactly what happened with. Like, we scored off uh, an error and a set. And a corner, yeah. We didn't exactly, like, play team Create team chances. Players. Yeah. But there was few moments where you kind of saw glimpses of things I like, like good pressing. I saw Harry Kane getting, getting onto the end of through balls, chances, half-decent crosses being whipped in. I was like, yo, there's the, these men are actually playing like they give a shit right now. And that's exactly what I wanted to see. But listen... You, I got to give credit for Lacazette for that first goal because good goal, as much man. as I want to say goal. like Aurier does his errors and listen, I kill Aurier every week. I'm not doing it again, but we know Aurier is Aurier. But that goal, okay. listen, top draw. That do, you know, do you know what's funny about that goal as well? You know you're saying Aurier, but there's a little thing that Shaka did, right? And them things got noticed there, yeah, but that's so key. The way he just got in front of Aurier and just said, just chill there for yeah, a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that like just gives key. him the time to hit that. And that's, yeah. that's top It was in, a clean hit then, still. But then it's like, on the other end, like Kolasinac and David Luiz, I don't know what the mix-up there is. I mean, no, it's a basic kind of five, ten-yard pass. So, and here is where, because based cool. on what you said about um, Arsenal and whatnot, here is where I, I feel it hard for managers, man, because at the end of the day, you can coach uh, yeah, I feel for Arteta, everything that you want to do, yeah, but certain players have a, a systematic default that they're always going to go to. Like, certain players yeah. are always going to show their traits. Like, mm-hmm. David Luiz can do sick for you for a season. I've got, got five minutes. Cool, cool, cool. They can do sick for you for a season, then they're going to taper off. What Kolasinac did there was just prime example him. All of the fans were complaining already that, ah, oh, he's going to make a bad pass and whatnot. He had the opportunity to play. I think it's Peyton Tien, who was in the middle of him. Yeah. He looked up, he panicked, he scoffed Silly. the pass. So David Luiz... Uh, uh, chocolate biscuit, son. Great finish by son. But again, finish. that's why it's so hard. Because for that, you can't blame coaching for that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's the same way. If you look at, um, if you look at Chelsea, I can't blame coaching on players not being able to win. Um, what I can blame Arteta on, though, for me is I think that the defensive shape he set up with. I think not starting Saka was definitely when I saw that on the team sheet. Person that would have filled me with confidence. The kid's on fire. I don't know why yeah. you don't play him. Yeah, and then also, what was the other one like? Pepe. I'm sorry, but I'll be real with you. Pepe was scaring the shit out of me that game. I was shitting on him all season, and then every time he got the ball, he was threatened. And then when they yanked him off, I was like, "That's a blessing." Like, so he almost—I don't know. Tactically, I felt like there was a few things he could have done better. It was a game of fine margins. I thought they, you know, they could have easily won it. Aubameyang hit the crossbar. Yeah, one thing about Arteta is that Arteta—he's all right at setting up his team and stuff, but. Something that's been noticed is that in his in-game management isn't so great. Arteta's but it's not the issue with Emery. Uh, a little bit. Emery, just, Emery, his football wasn't good enough. <laughs> he's doing well with Emery, but in terms yeah. of 
in terms of Arteta, his in-game management isn't perfect yet. And we might put that down to inexperience, but right now his in-game management isn't great. And as you said, the taking off of Pepe as what little things like that can turn the tide. And sometimes, you know, bro, sometimes I'm watching games and it's Man United, whatever, and it's 70 minutes, 73 minutes. Ole hasn't even made a sub. Mm. I'm like, what's going on? But that's because he's looking at you like, any slight change here could actually derail the whole everything. Yeah. yeah, I feel like at the point when Arteta started making his stuff out a little bit, one thing to remember is I know there's no fans, but you're still the away team. Mm-hmm. Always still that little bit of comfortability and a little bit of change. So mm-hmm. in a game like that, Arsenal still got to be looking at it as we can't lose. You want to lose this game? Can I play devil's advocate here quickly? So with the and again, I'll, I'll tie it back to the Chelsea game on in terms of how we set up and whatnot. We know that every, everyone's come back from quarantine, right, and whatnot. It's a compressed season, everything and whatnot. Saka, Davis, Saka's a young player. This kid has been playing like his life depends on it. Yeah. This is where, for me, it's kind of like he has to make your decisions wisely. Because at the end of the day, right, he might have been tired. Like, we don't know. I'm just saying he could have been, like, through the walls because he's been saving yeah. these guys. At the same time, it's a North London derby. Do you Bro, get where I'm coming from? It's the game I'll, that I'll flip the most. that. I'll flip that to Chelsea now. Chelsea, you win your five games, you're through. Giroud's been playing. Giroud's a bit older now. He's been playing every single game. He's been the key man for us. You then have to make a decision there. You know what? It's a must-win game. Do I just go with this guy, even though he might be tied, he might be carrying a knock? Mm-hmm. Or do I switch it up? And I think that definitely boils down to, for me personally, boils down to experience. Because your experienced managers will probably say, you know what, I'm taking that risk. I'm taking the risk that, you know what, this guy might, you know, he might, he might only be able to give me 40 minutes, but in that 40 minutes, we can win the game. Or, yeah. like, it's, uh, the, what I'll rally it back to is, I know I got into it at the, same, at the time, but Champions League final. Harry Kane is the greatest striker that um, Spurs have ever seen. Poch mm-hmm. made that decision saying that, you know what, Moro, you got me here, but at the end of the day, I know if this guy gets one chance... If he gets one chance, he's scoring. Big managers yeah. tend to make those decisions. You get me? On that day, it didn't go right for Poch. But I have a feeling that experienced managers seem, tend to not go about the whole, you know, a tired and whatnot. When it's must win, do or die, they go with what's proven and yeah. tested, innit? Yeah. Credit tomorrow. This as is well, exactly. Though, play your best, play your best 11. No, 100%. Like. And credit tomorrow today as well, because he's someone I've gotten onto over the last couple of weeks because I felt like he just hasn't delivered that end product. But a lot more positive from me today from a lot of the players. I mean, Sissoko, I thought, played out of his skin. I thought Winks I, even had a, had a solid game. I, I think Sissoko's Sun, been at that for a while, you know. I think it's just bro, been overlooked. Bro, uh, Sissoko is a reliable squad player. But for me, it's when we almost be, make him a focal point of our midfield, I'm like, this cannot be our top-tier option, our number one option. Do you see what sure. I'm saying? But seeing life come back into Sun as well, like, He's been off the pace, I felt, all season. He's kind of been blowing hot and cold patches. But that was, that was the kind of game I said, there's nothing else left for us to play for this season. We need to stand up and be counted. A lot of them men stood up. So, listen, credit where credit is due, man. So, because obviously that was a North London derby, so you expect them to stand up. But yeah. what's your viewpoint on it in totality? Because one of the key things we mentioned beforehand is it means yeah, nothing yeah. no exactly because one of the key things you mentioned was the lack of mentality up until now yeah I felt yeah. like this was Jose the finally first game cha- he finally changed the shape he finally yeah. changed the shape it finally changed the shape and for me I felt like the players even there was moments of pressing that we hadn't seen before but it was a mix of like press but hold your shape press but hold and I felt like the players had bought into it my thing is is you can do this in games where you know like teams like Arsenal will have the majority of the possession and you can yeah. kind of hit them on the counter but it's against the teams like Bournemouth and Everton where you're kind of meant to be the ones dominating with the ball. That's where we need to see a bit more from Jose and has he got that flexibility in them games? Because mm. I'm happy to win these games ugly, Jose way, whatever. But <laughs> when it comes against the, le- the, the lesser teams, we need to kind of switch up and play more expansive. This is where when I'm calling it and screaming for Dom, that little bit of creativity, that's where that can come in. Nah, I hear Free, you him. Still. Free him. Free him. Cam, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Um, flipping obviously you man play tomorrow and obviously if you want to catch the, the back end of the, the reaction to that make sure you're following Cam's because he's probably going to go and live somewhere but um, Cam what are you telling me in terms of what everyone is saying now in terms of Leicester's defeat that's a fact that's a key thing for me to add right yeah. Leicester's defeat 
saved Chelsea. And again, this has happened season after season. We keep relying on other teams to fumble to save us. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't like I, I shouldn't care about Leicester. I should care about beating everyone we're playing. Like I shouldn't have to be looking at Leicester's game thinking, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, can we get a result? That shows you where Chelsea are at the moment. But what are you saying? Do you reckon that United, given your running, do you mm. reckon it's a, a lot of the fans are saying thank you for giving us third? Do you reckon it's a it's a done deal? Or where where's your head at the moment? I think we're winning the rest of our games. So if that means that we're finishing third, then that means we're finishing third. You know what I mean? Like I think we're gonna win the rest of our games. We got we got Southampton Palace. Um, Easy. Southampton Palace. Who's on? Leicester. You got Leicester as well, no? Leicester. Well, how many games are left for the rest of the season? There's four more games. You got four. four. Yeah. Chelsea got three. three. Four. I'm missing a team. You have got West Ham, Leicester. West Ham. So we got West Ham. So I think I think we're going to win the, the, our next three, but three, four, to be honest. I think three at win. home as well. Yeah, no, I think. Two at home, In the bag. I mean. I think it's now just become a thing about if we're going to stop who we're going to cock block out of you or Leicester. For yeah. the <laughs> I just want to, I just want to share this sort of image quickly, because for me, if anything, it shows you what United have done, but it shows you how kind of crazy this Premier League has been. Right. So as of the 24 game mark here, United were fifth with 34 points, Leicester won with third with 48 points. That was the um, the 24 game mark, right? 25th game mark here, Man United won ninth with 35 points, Leicester won 50 points in third. Now, if we look at the Premier League table, we're nine games. Yeah, if you look at the Premier League table, if United get a draw tomorrow, they will there will be level one points for Leicester if they get a win. Yeah, no, no, no. Goal difference would keep them behind Leicester. But if they were to get a win tomorrow, they would go into third. Mm. That is crazy. Boy, that is crazy. Don't let this slip, you know. That's yeah, crazy. Exactly. I, I think we're going to, I think we should be good. Southampton have nothing to play for. They're coming to Old Trafford. We've got too many options at the moment. We've got the star boy of the country. We've got everything going on right now. Do you know what I mean? But my. Yeah. Leicester losing that game has now made United be the second least conceded goals in the league this season. So the recruitment of Maguire and Wan-Bissaka ultimately has improved my United's defence. So all of this talk about Maguire's no impact, he's a flop, blah, blah, blah. If you want to watch price tags, that's fine. You can watch price tags all, all year long. My United finished sixth last season, Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause you, on course, yeah. We're on course to finish third, and are currently conceding the second least in the league behind the champions. If that's I'm not him, you to bring that up. If he's a flop, <laughs> if he's a flop. If that's what you guys call a flop, fair enough. If all these men that people be saying he's the biggest flop of the Don't season, do that. Don't do that. It's not flop. It's the, oh, it's the expectation. Does he live up to the expectation? No, Let me interject. Sir. Sorry, can I quickly interject? With the Maguire thing, right? I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I always, I didn't say that. My one is the way he plays. I just feel like he's just got a mistake and whatnot. With expectancy, if you pay money for something, you expect something to return. If they've paid that much and they've got like the second best clean um, defense record, that is value for money. Like he might not, like when, they, when Liverpool bought Van Dijk, they stopped conceding goals. So yeah, they United may have not won the league, but again, United fans have an argument. Say you know have what, you guys seen, done our job. <laughs> but you guys I still feel like Maguire's a shaky centre back. Do you, is that a fair statement to say? That's for you, not for me. I cool. think he's a shaky every, warrior. Every defender makes mistakes. You get me. Fair but comment. The is, but the thing is, you guys need to remember. Look how many mistakes that De Gea's made this season, right? All I'm saying is De Gea's in the hunt for the Golden Glove. With all them mistakes he's made this season, he's in the hunt for the Golden Glove. So what does that mean? The defense are keeping clean sheets. I ain't gonna say too much. Right there. I leave him there. Get me. You know. I you know when they. You know. You know no. when they try and give individual was... credit for a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, yeah, yeah. Hey. Didn't you hear me has got a lot more proven to do. That's all I'm Wait. saying. Yeah. yeah. VVD is the barometer. Yeah. Listen. Yeah? Listen. And Maguire will always be compared. That, that's yeah, that's yeah. perfectly fine. But look at you. What, as I've said before, world record fee for a centre-back. Coming yeah. to Manchester United, the biggest club in England. Taking armbands. Being given the captain. Mm-hmm. 
Maguire one season to save a sinking ship. This is the four things that people put onto Maguire to get done in all in one season. And we're about to finish third with the second least goals conceded for a season. I'm not going to say too much. If that's not improvement, all right, that's mm. not improvement. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you one guy. question? Yeah. With it's that, final one. It's final yeah, one. no, no, that's no, cool, cool. With all of that being said, yeah, how excited are you for next season? I'm buzzing, bro. If we if we get if we get if we get, I don't want to ask about where you finish. So I've asked you about in terms of you, as a, as a fan, how excited are you for next season? Yeah, I'm excited. There's a lot of people that you know they're trying to remain grounded. I'm grounded, but I'm excited that let's see what's gonna happen. You know, what I mean, if we get our signings in, I don't think Liverpool are retaining personally. So I think there's gonna be a new winner next season. So that could be okay. I think it'll probably be City, but at the same time. I don't think Liverpool are retaining. I don't even know if Liverpool are going to be doing first, second. Liverpool come finish third. I don't know. But I think there's oh. going to be a make-up oh. of next season. So let's see. But we we'll do a full sack like that. We need to sign the targets that we need to sign. You know what I mean? Sancho's need to come in. We still need to sign a defensive midfielder for me. We still need to sign a creative player to come off the event. But we'll see. It's all about the recruitment. But I'm excited. There's no reason not to be. Pogba is looking like he's going to sign the deal. Greenwood another year on. Boy, listen... Wait, let me not say too much. You know what I'm trying to say? Let me not say too much. Good. Are you, are you excited for next season? Inshallah. I heard we, there's a bit of money to spend maybe in the summer as well. We can flog a few of these sheeps that we got at the club. <laughs> Listen, good performance today, but tomorrow we wake up and we're back in the same shithole. Let's, no, let's not you. get too carried away. Do you know what I mean? Like Facts. One Facts. result don't change the whole grand scheme of shit. So yeah. this summer is arguably one of the most important for this club in a long time. So. For real. It's, right. it's not right, more like, I'm a, excitement, I'm it's more anxiety, bruv. I'm, I'm excited about Chelsea because ultimately, like, this this isn't, like, the stuff we're seeing, it's if we, top four is is where we should be anyway. It's mm-hmm. about, okay, what do we do see next season differently? Like, Timo Werner, great addition. ZH, I want to see, because I look at Bruno Fernandes breaking lines. There's no talk, you guys don't want to talk right now. So you guys have been telling us, you lot have been telling us the whole day, you need defenders. If you guys don't sign a defender, then... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to know what happens now because, boy, like, I don't see many defenders. I don't see many defenders out there. So it's like, who do you bet? I want to see what happens. Like, are we going to go for Chad and Tessie? Are we going to try and do the, the, what, the Arsenal Sadiba sort of thing? So, like, this guy's got potential. Like, he's going to be a ground hit. I don't know what's going to happen, but... I'm I'm excited to see it anyway. But listen, that's another episode of Stoppage Time TV. Intro was by... In fact, Fuad, I'm tossing this over to you, man. If it comes in the intro, do the outro. He's saying that's another episode of Stoppage Time. That's another episode of Stoppage Time TV. Make sure you're subscribed to all the YouTubes. Turn on notifications. Subscribe to all the YouTubes. Like, listen, throw a comment in there on the SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, all that good shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I got that out. Man, be safe, man, in a bit. Easy, bro.